This is RAF with Tony Tone and LA. Hey yo, what's up? This is your boy LA, aka the Love Ambassador, coming to you straight live and direct from the Jungle Studios. Alright, well, uh, bit of a hard thing in a podcast world. It is a slow news day. That's right. The worst thing that could ever happen to a podcaster. A slow as beep news day. Anyway, Mr. Philly, what's up, brother? How you going, man? Hey, man. I'm doing all right. All right. Eating my bagel. Eating your bagel, mate. All right. Let's uh, begin. Let's begin the festivities and let's talk about the Ruskies. All right, mate. So, uh, as we, for those people that have been living under a rock, uh, the uh, the Russians have been building up uh, significant armed forces near the Ukraine border, and uh, I guess the argument is basically. Um, the fact that NATO's trying to sort of creep in on the Ukraine and essentially have, like, bases and, you know, everything else literally on Russia's border. So, uh, long story short is they want to have a bit of a buffer zone. And uh, Ukraine, uh, or Ukraina, as, uh, <laughs> as my mum would call it, has always been in the middle of Russia and Poland uh, and sometimes Ukraine. Sometimes part of Poland, uh, sometimes part of Russia. So uh, now what we're seeing is the Americans try to have a bit of a, oh, you should just leave Ukraine alone sort of thing. And um, turns out that the person that's doing it isn't really too intimidating. So what's your thoughts on it, Mr. Philly? In this article, we're looking at the person who's putting uh, <coughs> these threats out. It's just fucking embarrassing. <laughs> It's like, it's a Karen, actually. Holy shit. It's legit a Karen. They have a Karen going on TV saying that we will have a swift response should Russia invade Ukraine in any form. I just, if, if I was Russian, it would almost make me want to do it more. Because I'd be like, oh, fuck, well, let's see <laughs> what this Karen can actually do. Fucking hell. It's just a, it's a fucking embarrassment is what it is. It's a, it's, it's a, it. I don't know why we can't get somebody more intimidating to stand up there and make threats. Like why? Why do we have this this person? I don't know. I don't know, man. I just feel. I just feel that if you're gonna, if you're gonna, <laughs> in diplomacy, right? You either need someone that is just a complete and utter lunatic, you know, like <laughs> North Korean president. You're not gonna fuck with him. You know what I mean? Like, you're just like Rocket Man could literally start just go like, fuck it, and launch at everyone. So you got to be a little bit careful. It's the same thing. Like, they should either have, like, <laughs> like some brother from the Baltimore ghetto, like, hey, man, if you try to invade the Ukraine, we're going to fuck you up, man. <laughs> or some, like, Texan that's Texan cowboy that's like, yeah, we're going to ride it up. Ride him and move on down, man. Not some Karen that's like, if you've been a naughty boy, we're we're, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna hurt you. Like, 
I don't know, I'm with, I'm with the Ruskies, you know? What have the Ukrainians done for us, Ukrainians done for us lately? We don't even really have that much of a listening audience in the Ukraine. They're just... <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not like we're losing that many viewers. <laughs> Over the Russians, we got quite a bit in the old Russian Federation Republic. And it's... I don't know. It's, I, don't, I feel like it's about time that Russia made a bit of a comeback. You know, they were so weak during the 90s and early 2000s. Like... I wouldn't mind a strong Russia again. I think it, I think it'll make things a little bit more interesting. It's to America, China, America, China. Like, let's get the Ruskies back back up and running. I, I think it will be. I think everything goes in uh, in cycles, right? Um, although the U.S., we really haven't had our. Well, I, I guess we're getting into it now. Is our our uh, our weak cycle, sadly, and it, it hurts me to say it. You know, obviously being a U.S. citizen. Uh, and growing up in the U.S., but of course it's it's so it's so apparent, it's so different, it's so easy to see uh, how different it is, and it's 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 different in the way of like uh, nobody takes it seriously. But then even at home, the divisions are so. And look, I'm a I'm a I'm a like I'm a lover at heart. I'm a lover at heart, love ambassador, as you as you would be an ex- expert on. <laughs> you are the love ambassador. But I'm, a, I'm, you know, I, I, uh, I'm into all the kumbaya shit. I just want us all to have fun, and I want the things that we that we argue about the most to be to be money and uh, and business. You know, I think that's a good outlet for all this stuff. But sadly, in just in terms of the global scale, I mean, it just seems like we're not really where we used to be, and it can't be more apparent than the motherfuckers that we have talking on behalf of us. It's just such a damn joke. I can't take it seriously. Like, who could take any of this seriously? And I, I want us to be taken serious, but when you have people like, how come Russia either has like some fucking scary ass gulag looking motherfuckers or some ridiculously ass smoke show bombshells? They're the ones giving the fucking talks. So I'm either too fucking intimidated to say anything or I'm just like, I don't want to yell at her. She's a pretty, pretty lady. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> does your cousin does, is your cousin free to be married by any chance? <laughs> so they know what they're doing, but we let's like we have a casting calls for these fuckers, and it's like, look, we need to make sure you're overweight, you're not intimidating, and you have at least three to four, you know, comorbidities, and you're probably going to kick the bucket in a decade. That's the look we want to give. I'm like, well, that's what you're given. Shit. They should get some, like, influencer, some banging-ass chick that's got, like, 20, 20 million, like, I don't know, like, one of the Kylie Jenner or Kardashian or something like that. You know, get Kim Kardashian just to stand up there and say, look, don't don't invade the Ukraine. I'm sure, I'm sure a lot more people would listen to her. They're like, oh, she's an attractive woman. <laughs> we, just, we just won't do it. You know, but yeah, it's uh, oh, it's crazy, man. Oh, look, there is there is uh, uh, to put the tin foil hat on, right? There is uh, a theory out there uh, by actually academics as well. I must admit that thinks that uh, Russia and China are in cahoots because they'll invade at the same time. So China will invade Taiwan uh, at the same time Russia invades the Ukraine because there's no way that the 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 West could sort of do it on two fronts. So to speak. So I think they wouldn't even know what happened. 
I, I think that's how you get that's how you get Joe Biden in his cabinet. I think if you do anything more, if if anything more than uh, if one thing happens at a time, more than one thing happens at a time, they won't know what to do. Let's do it. Uh, and then go for his bicycle ride in Delaware and get his fucking ice cream. That's all he's fucking good for. He's a retiree. He's a fucking retiree making four hundred thousand dollars a year, and it's gonna get dope ass fucking pension by the time he's done. Yeah, bro. What about what about uh, Hunt, Hunt, his son Hunter Thompson selling his art for God knows how many millions? Don't even get me started. <laughs> Don't even get me started. If, if people buying it are probably all getting kickback, it's probably all a fucking front. What do you mean it probably is? Of course it is, mate. It's the easiest way to bribe someone. Because there, there is literally no way that you can prove that otherwise. Because if you buy his painting for, like... Unless it was ridiculously obvious. You know what I mean? Like, unless it was, like, you bought Hunter Thompson's painting for, like, $10 million and then some federal land in Delaware was sold to you for a dollar when it's worth, like, $100 million. Right, but then I mean, presumably, when you're going to the lengths of bribing the president of the United States, you'd like to think you'd be a, you'd be a little bit more kind of clever with the way that you're doing it, wouldn't you? You'd hide it among some paperwork or like false companies or that sort of stuff, you know? Yeah. So um, yeah, all right. Well, uh, as I said, it's a slow news day, so let's try and uh, keep working our way through it, mate. Uh, I don't want to really talk about Djokovic because I'm kind of over it, but I guess we've got to being, you know, being based in Melbourne, Australia. It's just an absolute fucking debacle. So he's he's won the court case, right? Now, the immigration ministers said, nah, get out. Now he's challenging it in the federal court. But my thing is, is that, first of all, uh, to be a little bit, uh, probably differing view, I maintain that... That the country, any country, should should over be able to override anything on immigration. That 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 when it comes to immigration, that the sovereignties of the borders are very very important. Uh, also, he's just clearly lied. You know what I mean? Like he said, he said he just keeps digging old diva. This bloke. It's like no, nah, I had COVID. Then his mum's like, oh, I didn't know that. Then he's like, oh, haven't been anywhere within fourteen days. And he's got pictures in Spain. It's like, this. the lesson out of all of this is stop posting shit on Instagram. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if you got to lie, just check your Instagram accounts. But um, it's the whole thing's turned into to an absolute debacle, and I, look, I don't know what's going to happen. And I think that it just sort of reflects the way that Australia is on COVID, is that for what was such a happy-go-lucky country, it's just complete and utter mass hysteria i mean especially where i live in melbourne was the longest lockdown in the in the world um yeah it's just you understand why it's such a big issue here because people like you'll see someone walking down the street right like a suburban residential street with no one else around and both people will cross to the opposite side of the road you know what i mean like that's how like fear mongered has got within the society so but anyway, what do you reckon is going to happen with Djokovic? Do you reckon he's going to get up, mate, and be able to stay? I don't know. I don't think so. Just because the government clearly put their put their tent in a camp. So whether or not you think what he did was right or wrong, um, the thing I don't understand is he's not vaccinated, right? Yeah. And he followed the procedure, technically speaking. He followed the procedure. And he got approved to go in. So I think they both just look 
kind of silly at this point because okay, if he made something up on his side, sure, that's his bad, right? That's he's in the wrong for that. But the government still looks fucking stupid because initially they let they approved him to come in and then they arbitrarily got rid of it. And the only reason they found out any of this stuff is because they pushed harder to keep him out. And the question was, well, you know, why did you even do that to begin with? Now I'm not saying you know, I'm not saying let him play, don't let him play. I'm just saying that both, I actually think it, it comes across a little bit worse for Australia than it does for him, personally speaking. I could be wrong, but I, I think you're now hitting a point in a lot of countries where people don't actually give a fuck about these restrictions. So for the Aussie government to approve it, then not approve it, and then he wins it in court, and then the guy goes on his own little personal crusade, it's literally just reaffirming a lot of people's pent-up aggression of government being a bunch of fucking pricks and ruining people's lives over really actually, like, useless shit. Like, this, especially now with this current wave, like Omicron, like, you have some government, like, you have the, 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 the WHO and the UK and a lot of other places, in South Africa, uh, bodies in South Africa, medical studies there, all saying that, you know, it's not serious, chill the fuck out. And this is actually probably something that if you catch it, good, this is how we can get rid of COVID, right? This is like it. Like, calm down, right? But then you still have other countries who are like the complete opposite, like where Australia or Ramen right now, Singapore, complete antithesis to everything else being said. Like, oh, no, we, we, we have to lock down. We have to keep, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's like, it, there's no... There's no logic behind anything, right? And then the people who are supposed to be the ones, whether or not you want to believe them, the the who and shit, the ones who are saying like, oh, it's not as bad as other as other strands, and it, it, you know you should be able to get over it quickly. It doesn't attack the lungs. This is how we can build up our immunity, our herd immunity, rather than constantly boostering. I mean, now they're putting out the European Union, UK, Israel, putting out things we shouldn't boostering so much. So it's like, I think there's more news coming out now against all this shit than there is for it. So even though he may have lied, it still doesn't look good on them because I think people are just, they're just fed up, right? At this point, it's like, well, you guys have been lying to us for the past two years. Right? You said the vaccines work, they don't work. You said we'd open up, we didn't open up. Like, it's, it's, it's just like, fuck you, you know? Go fuck yourself. Yeah, I mean, I think that you raised a valid point that someone did sort of fuck up in the immigration department that let them in, right? Because if they really had that stance and they and they and they really were worried about, even if you go to the extreme of saying you're worried he was going to be a hero for the anti-vaxxers, right? Um, yeah. Then don't grant the visa in the first place. You know what I mean? Like, even if you completely and utterly disagree with the thinking of the government and everything like that, you would still say to the government, "Well, if that's your stance, then don't grant grant a visa to him." You know what I mean? So who knows, mate? It's it's and then money gets involved because you know you, you, people don't realise how popular the Australian Open is, mate. And it's going to sound like a bit of a a bit of a flex, right? But it's not meant to be. It's to put in perspective. I was in Morocco in a thing is called Fez, so it's a really ancient city in Morocco, and it's it was a famous like um, trading town, and it's. Mate, it's really spun out, right? It's like this what medieval small town, but it's got like a thousand roads, and there's no. It's not like set up like New York, you know, with like a proper grid. It's like just a maze, right? 
So what ends up happening is when you walk around, you actually get lost because even Google Maps is like, what the fuck is going on? So you have to pay local kids. You give them like $2 US to say, can you give me back to my hotel? And even in this remote part of the world, the storeholders were sitting watching the Australian Open on TV. So you walk through all the spice markets and everything like that, right? And they're all, you know, watching Melbourne, Melbourne Australia on the television. So... Yeah, it goes to show you how sort of big the, the Open is and the big bucks, and I'm sure that played a role in them trying to maybe sort of sneak him in, and maybe they didn't expect them to be so so loud about it. But, yeah, look, I mean, it's just... It doesn't paint Australia in a good light. Uh, it doesn't paint him in a good light. Uh, I think just both parties are sort of really pissed off. I actually think the best thing would be for Djokovic to just head off and then kind of come back next year, I reckon. It's just... Otherwise, it's just going to become a pissing contest. I mean, I think they'll let him back in next year. Who knows, who knows if things ever go back to normal? Apparently, it came out that your immigration minister didn't even read the, didn't even read his uh, medical exemption. He just assumed it was it was valid. So he just admitted that he thought it was a valid exemption for the vaccine. Yeah, well. I don't know, man. It's just, it, it, look, the longer this goes on, it's going to just it's just going to get worse and worse for everybody. And I, like I said. When you have a guy who, to be honest, most people in tennis, especially tennis fans, like him. He's a very likable dude. He donated like a million euro or something to some hospital in Italy when they were overwhelmed. Like the guy, whether or not he actually is a nice guy, because I don't know him personally, so I can't you know say that. Obviously, there are celebrity figures, practically professional athletes, so they give off a certain persona. But most people's opinion of him is quite good. Um, when you have him alone versus, you know, an entire arm of the Aussie government or your state government, whatever, most people tend to not want to side with the government. So hopefully you guys figure something out, but I don't know. I think most, uh, most governments right now are, are total fucking dickheads. So there's only, there's only a couple who I think are doing good. Like J- Japan is doing good. I just, I just wonder... We talked about this in some previous podcasts, right, after the whole September 11th and the Homeland Security and that sort of stuff, right? Mm. Uh, and the same thing happened with Australia when we passed our laws for ASIO and, and, and everything like that. And I just I just really wonder now where do we actually go back to fully normal? I kind of can't see it because now that you've got all the, the scanning in and, and everything like that, like... A, people are so used to it, and B, it's kind of like, if I was the government, I wouldn't get rid of it. Like, why would you? Now you've basically got a a, 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 a a population that's agreed to be tracked wherever they are. Now, for me, like, you know, okay, occasionally, <laughs> a couple of times a year, I might go to some naughty places that I'm not supposed to go to, but I mean, generally, <laughs> like, generally, it's like, I've got, I've got nothing to hide, you know? And unless you want to fucking kill me for smoking a split, then it's like, well, all right, <laughs> you know. So, but but I think it's also at what point does is there going to be an overreach of government? And and it comes back to I guess my own political view of more. Uh, I mean, a libertarian is such a sort of broad word, right? And it conjures up so many different images and everything like that. But I, I'm still a fan of kind of small small governance. I think I think government should really just be there to have a social safety net, assist the poor, uh, you know, 
put money into hospitals, educations, roads, and, you know, have a couple of tanks and aeroplanes in case we get invaded, you know, so... Yeah. I don't, I don't believe. But now it's, you know, you see it in America, you see it in Australia, you see it in the UK. It's like it's, it's turning into, it's turning into like big, big governments again. And it's just, with the exception of maybe Singapore, that I know off the top of my head, like it just, big government just doesn't work. It just, it just hasn't worked. It's just because it's too inefficient from the very basic concept of if you work for the government it's not your own money that you're playing with right and it doesn't matter if you squander it so therefore it indefinitely becomes inefficient because the people working there they're not really it's more of a sort of either just an easy cruisy job or just like a power a power like politics is just power right so yeah that's why i just that's that's kind of my concern going forward is like you know, at what at what point does it stop? I think Omicron's going to probably be the end uh, of COVID as as we know it. Uh, I can't see it going from Omicron back to argument sake of Delta or the start where there was more hospitalizations and everything like that. Yeah, all right. I'm going to put it out there. I I actually think that it was leaked from the lab, and um, I think it was actually originally done by accident. But then now they've realised like how you basically completely just decimated the whole of capitalism and Western society and the world for that matter. So I don't think this is going to be the last. I think it's going to be the start because if I if I was, you know, if I was fighting a capitalist system and I saw releasing a virus, how easy it was to wipe it out, I mean, fucking hell. Wouldn't you just be like cooking shit up in the lab and just releasing it every couple of years now? Until you just completely destroy, <laughs> you completely destroy all the economies. Like, for sure not. It never does. Uh, and people are, you know, you ever, you ever watch Star Wars? Yeah. You ever see the the episode three, Revenge of the Sith, when when the, the Emperor comes out and he's like, um, uh, we're you know we're gonna reform the the Republic to the first galactic empire and everyone starts clapping and cheering and then uh, what the fuck was her name Pat it's not Padme is it yeah Padme is like uh, oh so this is how democracy dies with thunderous applause <laughs> exactly what happened it's exactly it's exactly what's happening right it's like people are so not everybody of course right you have the people who are cognizant of what's going on but people are so happy to, to applaud all these all these government mandates and government shutdowns and 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 stick up for them and it's like you realize what you've just done like you have pretty much given them blank check and they've done their little social experiment they put you up in your apartments you couldn't leave and they and they took something like uh, like my, my figures my facts and figures could be wrong right but like let's take Singapore for an example I think when I looked it up they said the annual flu deaths, right? The, the flu deaths for Singapore is 500 to 600 a year, right? So far, yeah. over the entirety of COVID, they've had 800 deaths total. Which, if you divide it by how many years there have been, okay, it's less than the average amount of flu deaths that you have per year. So, but they have taken things so far for something that has killed less than the flu has here in Singapore, right? I know other places is different, but not that, you know, you have other countries that they can't tell the difference between flu and COVID, so it's all just one together. But you've just, that you have given away so much for, for something like that, right? Like something so little. So if something actually does happen, say, 
you know, something we could see or, or, or really feel other than, you know, the media and government locking everything down. Um, you're going to be, you have a group of people now, especially younger people, who this is normal, right? This is normal to them now. Like if you're in the U.S. and you had a kid, let's say you had a kid and they just started going to school in 2019. The idea of wearing masks in school, having to be vaccinated, like uh, the, the safety check-in, uh, actually caring about what your vaccination status is and having this conversation, this is now... You know, this was part of their life growing up. So if it was to happen again, they wouldn't see it as something odd, right? They would say, oh, you know, this is just the way it is. Uh, you know, government says we have to do it. We have to do it. And I don't understand where all of this trust for, for why, why trust the government run by a senile old man and pharmaceutical companies that are constantly under lawsuits, especially a company like fucking Pfizer, who's always getting sued for shit that they've gone wrong or botched or fucked up or poisoned people. And now all of a sudden everybody is so happy trusting all of them. And it's like, is this all it takes for everyone to just like throw common sense out? And now forget it. Now you've, you, you, you've put everything in place. Um, I think they probably got a little bit more pushback than they thought they would because you always hear about these vaccine passports they want now, right? They want vaccine passport for a vaccine that doesn't stop transmission and doesn't stop you from catching it. Then what the you know what the fuck's the point of having a like what, what are you telling people that you're vaccinated? It doesn't mean anything if you're vaccinated. You're still going to go around. So you could be a fucking super spreader. So it has nothing to do with the the the, the sickness. I think it all has to do with how much control can can they can they can they push? And like you said, your your tinfoil hat. I'm on you with the tinfoil hat, man. I am sure that the next thing that they're going to start pushing for is going to be, uh, which it already pretty much is here, but really digital, like everything digital currency, everything, like no more money, like everything will be a number on a screen, and and then you're then you're really fucked. I think I think I think the interesting thing for that though is not now. Because if you look at our parents' generation, which is the baby boomers, there's still quite a big voting block uh, in Western society. And because um, I was even had this discussion with my mum about it, and as she said, like that that voting block of people are so for cash, you know, because they they like don't forget, right? They're our well, my grandparents, like you know, um, their parents, they grew up either kids or young and uh, during the Great Depression or just after the Great Depression when everything collapsed, it was all cash economy. And they grew up, they grew up forever on cash. So I think the digital currency, if you were to talk to someone that's 18 years old, right? Um, and it's going to be, because they're more worried about fucking climate change and the world fucking ending with the solar, you know, the, all the polar caps sort of melting and all that sort of stuff. Um, then yeah, but I think I think on digital currency there'll be there'll be a big pushback for for the the baby boomer generation to begin with. How long? Well, that that's why I, I think maybe if we're talking about in ten years' time when they're all in nursing homes, then yeah. Exactly, ten years not that long, man. It could even be less now, five years. Yeah, that, that I, I get in huge arguments up because you know I, I'm speaking on the old. Um, on the record, so you know, I pay all my taxes and everything like that, right? Of course, yeah. and um, yeah, and I've got nothing to, I've got nothing to hide on it. But I still don't like the idea of just 
completely everything um, on the on the electronics because I, I actually have a degree in in Middle East um, terrorism, right? I did it at Monash University, so it's like a, it's a, you can do a degree in it's I forgot what it is, but Middle East politics or whatever it is. Uh, because I was always fascinated. I always thought to myself, you know what, there's over a billion Muslims in the world. Like, there is no way that, that we can believe the media that they're all freaking Al-Qaeda, ISIS terrorists. Otherwise, we'd all be dead in seconds, right? You know what I mean? Like, so I, I kind of wanted to look more into it and learn more about it and, and, and understand it more. And um, from that study, it was, well, one thing that was actually really interesting from it was how how thought out it is so we have this we have this sort of interpretation that someone will just walk into a shopping mall for religious extremism and blow themselves up um in a spur of the moment sort of thing but it's not the case like they actually think um uh what shrapnel do i need to use where do i need to stand what's going to get the most impact when i explode it how long is it going to take for the tv cameras to count like if i've got two two people that are going to explode to uh, what's it going to look like in the media and the presentation and everything like that right it's like really that's what one of the scariest things about learning about it was was how thought out it was but from that as i was stunning uh and this is again like don't do it we're not promoting it whatever legal things that i have to say that this is an observation and everything like that to, to cover ourselves if you really wanted to do it what would imagine if you took out the electricity grid and now, actually, when you look at it, because countries like Australia are selling our, our, our uh, countries are selling their electricity grids to foreign powers, right? Or it's all online now that you can a foreign power can, like China or Russia or America or UK or whoever, could hack into our power grid in Australia and shut us down, right? Yeah. So not only from a terrorist, a terrorist attack would be that that would just wipe the society out right if you just went and got a couple of suicide bombers that blow themselves up at power grids or like bombs or whatever and took it out or if a foreign a foreign enemy like hacked in and shut it all down right the whole society's fucked mate like the whole society's fucked so even with a dude i know it's an extreme measure but it goes to show you with a digital currency you need to have some form of backup right because it might not even be um a terrorist attack, it might even be, like, you, we're seeing now with this whole green energy, like, huge power outages in UK and Europe, and now with the Russia-Ukraine war, because Russia provides all the gas for the power and the heating to Germany and everything like that, um, it's it's not it's not that um, inconceivable to think that the grid could go down. So then, if you if, if you therefore your whole entire system collapses on a digital currency, and that's before you even look at um, freaking you know Romanian scammers, <laughs> you know, like hacking your freaking accounts and whatever. So yeah, I get it with the whole Bitcoin, and I get that that's probably what's going to happen. But it's just I get in these huge arguments with my mates because it's like so many different angles that it's so dangerous to have it and then and then what also happens like with china sorry I'll, I'll i'll come back to you in two ticks mate but then what happens in china is like you'll you get the social crediting and you get like the like your you the cctv camera goes bang right you, la oh no he's a bad citizen cut off his digital currency and you're fucked 
So, yeah, I just, bro, it's, it's, do I use my FPOS a lot? Yeah, but do I have cash in my wallet? Absolutely, mate, you know? So, yeah, what do you think, what's your thoughts on it? Uh, I have very little faith. I think it's, it's going to go, it's going to go the digital currency route with the social credit, the social credit system. That's going to be the end of it. I mean, the doors are open now, right? And a lot of populations have shown, depending on where you are, let's say Australia, again, uh, it's been shown that a lot of people will just kind of do whatever they're told. U.S., maybe about half, which is better than, you know, the majority, at least, so that's why it's going to take longer. UK, probably also quite difficult, surprisingly. And then Eastern Europe, I think you'll have trouble. Uh, as well as Russia, you'll have trouble. But if the goal is control, which to me, this is what it all looks like, it has to go digital. Currency has to, it has to be digital, because then you're, then they just lock, they just lock, lock you out whenever they need to, right? It's very, it's very easy now for you to, you don't want to follow the rules, you want to break the law, you ostracize from society with like a simple click of a button. And that's what they want, right? They, they want, if you're in government, you want the, you want the control, right? And of course the people in government never fucking follow the own rules that they put on everybody else. Yeah, Boris Johnson, mate. Find ways around it. It's just the way it is. Um, but you know, again, it's it. Like I said, it's just it's disheartening to see that there are so many people who so willingly gave up so much freedom for this pandemic, um, which I really, you know, kind of was like, okay, you should have taken the Florida approach, where sure, uh, nothing's mandated. And we make sure we focus on the, those at risk. And if they want to get vaccinated, they can, right? That's the way it should have been done. Um, and that is what, you know, preserves people's uh, people's freedom. Or how Japan did it, right? Japan, didn't. they just said the vaccines are here. If you want them, come get them. Um, otherwise, uh, okay, just, you know, be careful. And that's the way it should go. And I mean, people say, oh, the ICU units, and we've, we've spoken about this before, I think even privately, like they, they complained about ICU units, complain about nurses. Aren't they bringing COVID positive nurses back in Australia because they decided to fire a bunch of them because they weren't vaccinated? Uh, what's happening is there's, there, I know, I know in Melbourne, they, they, they lost 6,000 nur 6, nurses, I think. Or was that Australia? They lost thousands of nurses due to not only having COVID, but also because um, uh, of the isolation laws. So if, if, if I, let's say argument's sake that like I live with, you know, uh, my family and my sister's a nurse. If I, God forbid, if I get COVID um, and, and I live in the same house, my sister has to isolate, right? So yeah, they got to the point now where I think they were even they were they weren't officially doing it, but I think unofficially they were saying, well, well, if you're not that bad, put a mask and kind of come back in because because they got to the point now where the government came out and they said all retired nurses or medical people and um, first year first year nursing students and everything like that. So even my sister's a doctor; she's not working at the moment because there's no nurses. And they've stopped all the surgeries, so they've stopped all the surgeries. So if you, mate, God forbid, you get a fucking heart attack or you break your leg or you got a fucking aneurysm in your brain, like unless you're going into the emergency at Alfred, mate, you're completely fucked. And because everyone's panicking on COVID because of two years of fear, they're inundating the 
So they get like a bit of a fever and, and, and a cough and they're like, oh, fuck, I'm going to die because I've seen it on the news for the last two years. So they call the hospital, the ambulances, and now the ambulances are inundated. So some poor pundit that falls off the fucking, uh, falls off the, the ladder, you know, fixing the drains and there's no ambulance to come get them. So the whole system is like, it's kind of coping, but it's like not. So it, they had so many years to prepare, mate. It's just fucking... It really, really fucks me off. Like, you had so many fucking years where we were sitting down doing absolutely nothing, and now you're like, oh, my God, there's no fucking beds and there's no fucking nurses. It's like you complete fucktards. We were, like, indoors for, like, what, seven... Last year, I was... I came from March... March last year, I came to Melbourne from Perth, and I shit you not, mate, I reckon the majority of that year I was in fucking some form of lockdown, give or take a month or two, right, so you had that much time when was no one was even on the fucking roads to get yourself organised, mate, it's, and this is what we're coming back to, right, because, so these, these, these fuckers are now responsible for our lives and absolutely everything we do, and we're supposed to put fucking trust in them, it's like, yeah. <laughs> When the time comes, mate, when the time comes and we're, f like, or we're fully blown communist society, I'll sign up to the communist party and I'll, and I'll be a red and I'll play my part in the medical apartheid dictatorship and everything like that, right? So they, they read through my recordings. I'm not anti-revolutionary or anti-bourgeois, you know. I play with whatever system's in place. So ready to boogie, you know, when you guys do the final takeover. But otherwise, mate, yeah, it's just... Like, really, it's, it's they're just going to be doing so much more. It's going to be Soviet era corruption, man. It's, it's going to be the very, very, very... It's not going to be communism. It's going to be like oligarchy. It's going to be the people at the very top are going to be the rich. The people in the government positions are going to be rich and have everything they want, and everybody else are going to be spoon-fed bullshit, and they're going to think it's, if it goes that way, that's the way it's going to go. There's definitely not going to be any war of the classes where the guys who have all the money... The, the upper middle class and those, like, fake rich, you know, like the millionaires, not the fucking billionaires, yeah, they're going to get fucked. They're going to get shafted. But the really, really rich ones, nah, forget it. It's not going to happen. They're all part of the same team, the same club. Yeah, my mum, it was quite funny because there, there was a thing on uh, the Global Reset, this book, and my mum hadn't heard of it. And then she's come in. So I was actually, I was actually working with you, mate. This is because we were working on some stuff. <laughs> and she's come in in this absolute panic. Zeds, they're gonna take your house. They're gonna take the house. And I was like, yeah, haven't you heard about this, mum? She's like, my God, my God. And she's like walking around and, and, and the glo and the, and the global currency and, and the no food. <laughs> just, I'm like, yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's uh, Davos, that's what they've been talking about, Mum. Got to admit, got to admit, as a man that's as a man that has done everything that's been asked by the government, right? I, uh, I, I'm, I'm strangely surprised how accurate the anti-vaxxers have been. Like, kind of, kind of a little bit, you know. It's the, the back of your mind, you're like, oh, they, they, they actually did predict everything that's happened. So far. It's, it's, it's the 
telling the truth, right? Because I remember back, man, in like 2000, early, like, like 2008 onwards, right? Like if you call someone, like the, like there were certain things you were for sure conspiracy theorists, like all oh, conspiracy theorists, you know, the, the, dude, the shit that they said that was going to happen back then is happening now. And it's like, and, and now they're just openly saying it, like, oh yeah, we want a global reset, there's going to be a new world order, we're going to change how everything is done, there's going to be, like, and it's just like, everything these guys said about the fucking wanting a global system to track you, with the, now it's the vaccine passport shit and all this other stuff, um, the fucking global currency, which we're seeing with the pushing of the, uh, the digital currency, um, social credit system, which has already happened in China, and I'm sure all these motherfuckers in government are, are jerking themselves off to it at night, thinking how wonderful it would be to do it to everybody else. Um, and it's like everything that they, everything that you were made fun of ten years ago, is is now happening, and now they have a fucking book written about this great reset and how you're not going to own any property and all these things. And it's just like, come on, people, like fucking wake up here. I'm not saying maybe it's all bad, but for sure there's going to be a lot of like freedoms taken away. Like at least defend yourself for Christ's sake. At least, like at least put some some minor level, some 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 like small level of resistance. Like it, it, I'm not saying to go out and flip cars and set shit on fire. Of course not. But like just don't. Like we we spoke about this before too with vaccinations. They have no authority to mandate back vaccines. Right? Zero. They can say, oh, it's a mandate. If more than half the country says, I'm not going to get the fucking vaccination, what are they going to do? What are they going to do? Nothing. They're a bunch of fat fucking bureaucrats who can't do shit. They're useless people. They can't do anything unless everybody listens to them. I'm sorry. I'm really getting upset now. I hate, I hate, I really dislike, shouldn't say hate, I really dislike government most of the time. Well, it's a very American thing of you, mate. <laughs> Are, are power tripping pricks half the time. But let me ask, let me ask you something, right? Because I'm, I'm just thinking out aloud. Mm. We might start to see a real migration of um, the West to places like Africa, Latin America, uh, maybe some places of Asia. Because if it does get to the point where your property and everything else is taken and you got no rights or whatever. There'll be like large parts of the world where there's a government, but the government's like, fuck it, I'm just taking my billions off, you know, diamonds or whatever, or oil or whatever it is, and you just kind of leave the people to do whatever the, whatever the heck they want. So you might, do you think that that might actually lead to a, a, essentially a mass mob? It'd be weird, wouldn't it? Because you'd see like a mass migration of basically white people to like, other countries to escape persecution, basically. I don't think they would go so far as, say, like, South America or Africa. I think what would happen is, like, and let's take, like, one example would be, like, the U.S., right, where you have some states that are, you know, obviously completely falling into pieces because the people running them, like I mentioned, are pricks, and uh, they don't know what they're doing. And then you have other states like Texas or Florida or some southern states or even some Midwest states where they're, okay, some, okay, Texas, Florida, obviously, has a lot of people, a lot of industry, a lot of business. But then you have Midwest states with not as many people. I think you will get, you'll see an exodus of people from those blue states or those states where they have a lot of control um, and they're trying to, to 
to do these things and people who actually value freedom and individuality and independence are going to go to other states and what you might eventually see within and i think this is what will probably happen in the u.s and in and in europe is you're you're going to have a split within the continent or the country right so like in u.s you're going to have states that are just not following the trend. But they'll be mandated by the feds though, won't they? If you, if you have a global reset situation where it's... They're fit, they're... Okay, yes, they decide a mandate, but they've already, like, they decide mandating in the US, right? And the one, the, the mandate for private companies has already been frozen by the Supreme Court. They said it's overreaching of authority. And the federal government was sued by, I don't even know how many fucking states sued them and took them to court when they tried to mandate it. Listen, there was a secession before. If it ever gets to the point where it's so blatantly fighting on one side, more states are going to just start saying, we're just going to, you know, we're just not going to be part of it anymore. I can actually foresee the United States splitting. I think it'll, I think it'll be the... It'll be like West Coast... It'd be weird, though, because it's probably going to be like West Coast and East Coast would be like one country and then right down kind of the middle like there will be a separate country you could have the south and the midwest you could have the, the majority yeah of, this is the thing the majority of the states right it, they are more like i would say my kind of viewpoint where we don't want to be bothered we want our freedoms and privacy respected that's what you have majority of the states and that is what it would probably be split as later is like the south and midwest first some of the like northeast and the west coast the, the, the west coast is a joke right nobody takes them seriously um and they're already practically their own little banana republics anyway so you really just have the northeast but the yeah the northeast is a mess uh, the problem but even like in my state where i'm from uh the cities are bad the rest of the state is fine right like all the small towns all the small uh, all the smaller cities like you know nobody buys into this shit and they're just like, leave us alone, and we're farmers, and we're doing our thing. And But, like, even in the U.S., it's like, I don't know how it is in Australia. If you're from Melbourne, you go to West Australia, it's like a, you're a totally different person. Like, if you're from the Northeast and you go down South, like, obviously there's a difference in, in, in culture there. Even Midwest, it's a difference in culture. Like, you're just a different kind of person. So there will, I think there'll be some butting of heads, but I, I don't think there'll be, like, a huge exodus of people going to, like, I, I would never go to Africa personally it's like regardless of what freedom they have now to me africa is like a ticking time bomb half of it's owned by china anyway so it's like fuck me once uh once they decide to throw some rules down um they're going to enforce them and i mean look at south africa after they had the when they started taking all the land back from the farmers they were going to beat the shit out of them and killing some of them it's like ah forget it there's no there's no laws there really i i, I wouldn't mess around with it too much I, th I think I think I think South Africa's a, I think South Africa's such a I think South Africa South Africa's a separate case upon itself because well, it's. Where do you want to go, Chad? <laughs> <laughs> That's terrifying. They're thinking maybe like I see maybe like Kenya or Dar es Salaam or Zanzibar or you know Yoki Island of Lagos maybe like <laughs> Koi Island you know like. I don't have enough faith in the. To me, to me, I always found that most of the African governments are openly corrupt. So they'll be like they'll 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 do it, just like they'll do whatever it is they want to do, right? Like you might be able to fight against it a little bit, but it's not. I, I don't think they have the same values 
um, as say like uh, what the U.S. used to have or what maybe parts of Europe had in terms of that, you know, the government should be the one looking out for the people. But that's that's my whole point. That's my whole point, though, is that because the governments are corrupt, they stick to themselves and they wouldn't enforce all these mandates and insanity on you. I think if Pfizer rolled in the fucking Kenya and they told the fucking government there, they said, hey, make sure you start mandating shit, we'll give you kickbacks, they wouldn't do that? Uh, point. But then, but then also, the, but then also, they would just say, yeah, it'd be like in Eastern Europe. They say, oh, yeah, we've mandated it, and then no one enforces it sort of thing. You know what I mean? So there's... there's uh... I would hope so. But I think it'll be a split. I think you'll have people in Europe. Because um, you don't have that many people who don't follow. I mean, Europe is so very, like, practically socialist anyway. I think you'll have the holdouts in a lot of countries, like the holdouts in Italy, France, Germany, Austria. They might go to Eastern Europe or something. Uh, in the U.S., you'll probably have people going to certain states that they feel safe in, and and you'll have like a you'll you'll have a concentration of certain people believing certain. It's just going to make the division even worse in the U.S. Yeah, I just the, I, U.S. perspective. I think I think that well, from my discussions, I, I feel that the fear of COVID and and getting the disease and it, for me like. One of the main reasons why I toe the line is because of, as, as I say to everyone, is because my parents. Like it's it's because like I, I, I work at my mum and dad's place. I'm, I spend a lot of time with them. You know, have I got more fear than other people? Yes, because my sister's a doctor, and that's another story for another day. But I think when you go from people generally have fear of a pandemic and a disease. But then once you start talking about home ownership, like home ownership in Australia is a fucking massive deal, bro. Like people's life revolve around owning a house uh, and other stuff like that, where they're like, you know what, if I go out, if I go out and protest, I'm not going to get some COVID that's going to kill me. I think you'll see a lot more protests and I see, and you see a lot more pushback. And I think that, um, Whilst I'll try to do everything like slowly, slowly, like digital currency and everything like that, I think the biggest hurdle is going to be the the home ownership because it, it's like the only way they could do it would be to completely and utterly crash the, the global economy, which they may very well do, uh, so people are just like destitute and they just can't afford to pay back their house. It would be the only way to do it. You'd have to you'd have to basically bankrupt the whole entire world and it just left with fucking Bezos and a couple of Chinese billionaires and oligarchs that own it all, right? Because otherwise people will be like, nah, this is my house. And even then, even then, I think in Australia, people would still be like fighting to defend the home. I mean, don't forget, mate, I was a year, year, a year and a half ago, there was this bloke in uh, Australia that literally kicked the Prime Minister of Australia off his lawn, and the Prime Minister listened to him. Like, like that's it goes to show you home ownership in Australia. The guy came out and was like, "Mate, I've just put seedlings down. Can you get everyone off my lawn?" And the Prime Minister Stowe Skymo was like, "Can everyone get off this bloke's lawn?" Yeah, really sorry about that, mate. We didn't mean to do it. You know what I mean? So. Like that's that's like that's the level of respect for someone's house that you have in this country. 
Yeah, he's probably going to go on there and take a shit on it. <laughs> nah, nah. Here's some extra seasons for you. <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, look, it's... I don't know, man. It's We're living in such a crazy time that it's hard to be optimistic about anything, you know? And it's like I've even... I, you know, you and I as mates have... You know, probably no, you probably noticed it in each other, and even my family and friends and whatever. They're like, you know, you, you're not as as born and happy as you used to be. But yeah, it's because I think you're kind of looking towards the future, mate. It's just there's so much uncertainties. Um, Bring on the zombie apocalypse already! I'm fucking done. I'm fucking done. I'll get a, a nice baseball bat. See how long I can last. I played some survival video games. I've gotten pretty far. I think I know what to do. I think uh, let's just do it. Let's wing it, you know? Fuck it. What are, the, what are the zombies that are really nice and you you can have a couple of, you know, like they're running around and you're like, look, before you bite and kill me, would you like to have a couple of bevvies and a couple of spliffs and listen to some reggae? I mean, could there be nice zombies that, like, just want to chill out and just get along? Don't, why are you, why are you, you, you played Resident Evil with me. Did any of those guys want to chill and get along? But maybe this is just a media misconception. Maybe zombies are just like us and just nice. They're just lost people that want to have friends. It's the same as aliens. Like, what happens if there's an alien that was smoking freaking alien angel dust and he's accidentally hit the launch pad as he's half as tits? <laughs> or she's half as tits, or they're half as tits. And now they've ended up in Earth and they're just as scared as we are, you know? Alright. I have a question for you now. I have a question. So would I be twenty indefinitely and just continuously winning the lottery? No, 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 you're, you're not Yeah, I can't say why not. Well, you just live a normal life. Well, I mean, you wouldn't be in the main district, so... Yeah. You wouldn't be living your real life. You'd just be in the situation. And you'd never leave the simulation. That's the thing. You'd live forever. Yeah, see, being in the simulation forever would be hard. You don't know you're in the simulation. Oh, yeah, then fuck it. Why not? You're just going to wing it. You're just going to ride it all the way home. Like, I wouldn't do it. Yeah, I can't see why not, mate. You know? Yeah, but it's it's the metaverse is kind of like yeah I don't know it's the metaverse just scares the shit out of me to be honest, bro. But that, trying to fall in the fucking heart. You ever see that game Ready Player One? That's going to be us all yeah. living in our apartments twenty four seven, and we get hooked up to those machines to go to go have some some fake human interaction. Oh, it's so depressing. Oh my god, dude, it's so depressing thinking about life now. You remember just back in the day, like oh it's. 
it's 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 noon in Singapore. Oh, hey man, you want to go out and get a beer? Bang, you're out for the fucking rest of the day. You get fucking hammered out, talking with friends, laughing, enjoying the sunshine. Just hugging people, saying that you love them, because you've had so many bevies and you're just joyous of life. Yeah. yeah and you're fucking paranoid when someone's sitting this next to you that they're gonna cough near you and you're gonna fucking die. Yeah. Yeah, oh, I don't like Nothing, I, I think... Because also for me... We gotta be optimistic, we gotta be optimistic. Also for me, like, because when you were you born, you were born like 90-something, weren't you? Four, 94. 94, yeah. I was born 86. So, you know, my, my kind of early years... Early years was like the nineties, which was like the most peaceful time in fucking history. <laughs> and 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 it was really I think about it now, mate. It's like when we were growing up, and this is like the crazy shit now, because people will be like, "Oh, well, you grew up in fucking full blown white privilege." Like, yeah, I did. I grew up in a really fucking wealthy area of Melbourne. <laughs> you know, sue me. <laughs> <laughs> not really I want to argue with you on that matter but when we were, when we were growing up like even even when I went to see like my uncle like my uncle was a taxi driver in like one of the most working class rough areas of fucking Melbourne you know what I mean but even he still lived like a good lifestyle like he still lived like comfortably and traveled and you know, he was never he was never short of money or anything like that. You know, like he lived a good life. Uh, it just at the time of the nineties, Melbourne had a huge heroin issue, so the smackies around. But it's a story for another day. But I just remember the full blown optimism. Like we literally thought we could change the world, and we thought that like the future was going to be amazing, and like everything we did was like just there was no limits like there actually was no limits and your parents like parenting now it's all fear 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 don't do this don't give them fucking nuts don't do this don't touch that don't scratch yourself don't yell don't do this like just fear mongering fear mongering fear mongering fucking stress heads right but the baby boomers were like fuck it like fall over get scratched get hurt your old man would be like this is how you fucking jab and smash the dude with a, with your right and make sure you're protecting your two temples when you're punching, you know, like. But it was also you can do anything, you can achieve anything, you can be great, you can set your mind to whatever. And you look around now at these young kids and you listen to how parents are talking to children, it's, it's fucked. Like, so fucked. Like, we're just robbing them of imagination, dreams and aspirations and we're sitting them on an iPad because... We just don't want them to ask us any questions. Yeah, it's, uh, uh, I don't know. It's depressing, man. I don't like to think about back to when I was a kid. It's like nostalgia, and it's a good kind of nostalgia, but at the same time, it's sad because I realized that those, those days of, uh, you know what my rule was when I was a kid? I had to be home by the time the street the street lights were on. That was it. That was the rule when I was a little kid. What time was that? I don't remember. Eight, yeah, something like 8.30. I was thinking about this the other day. I was like, sort of, my sister would have been, my sister's two and a half years older than me, so she would have been maybe, let's say, seven and some change, and I would have been five. And you just go for a fucking walk. 
You just walk out and be like, I'm going to the milk bar, and your mum would be like, just make sure you look both ways when you cross the road. You know what I mean? You'd walk down to the fucking milk bar, you'd get something to eat, you'd walk around the streets, you'd play like Giants or, you know, some kid game or whatever with your sister and come home in like an hour and your parents would be like, okay, your dinner's ready. Or you just walk around to your neighbours and just like do whatever. Like, you know, now you need fucking GPS tracking and, you know, people are watching their kids fucking 24-7 like they're the feds, mate. It's just... I don't, I don't know what changed from baby boomer to us and then from us to the kids that we're having. Where, how did we become such fucking stress heads? It's really weird. I'm not stressed. I'm, 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 like I said, I used to be... Uh, uh, yeah, I think one of my favorite memories when I was a kid was I think I, I think I was like 11 or something. And I think I mowed the lawn. Or I helped my dad mow the lawn. And then I went inside and played GameCube. That was like... That was the dream. <laughs> I was outside all day. I think I played with some friends. Then I helped my dad mow the lawn. And then that was it. And they're like, all right. And I was tired. And they're like, okay, go ahead. You can go play GameCube. And I was like, shit. What else is there really? What else do you need in life? Nothing. Fuck, I miss the simplicity of being young. Don't you? Yeah. Oh, it makes me sad thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, buddy. Well, on that note, while we go get some tissues and cry about our youth, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to the list, to the oh, and, and special shout out to the bloke, to the to the people in Saudi Arabia that are listening to us in Riyadh. What a bunch of legends! Hope you're enjoying your time in the kingdom. <laughs> oh, man. All right, see you, buddy. All right, dude. Take it easy. Peace.